Praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you. If you'll turn your Bibles to Romans 8th chapter, we want to say thank you to Brother Bass for the invitation and uh, faith and confidence to to be asked to preach. I don't I really feel a lot more comfortable if I was sitting there and some of these other good brethren were preaching. But uh, I've been teaching on something at home for the last six or eight weeks. And I just want to talk to you a little bit today. And I'll try not give you all the six or eight weeks today. But uh, I have a burden in my heart and a bunch of scattered notes from six or eight weeks. So uh, hopefully... We don't believe in rings here. Praise the Lord. I hope this thing fixed. All right. But uh, we, last year, I believe, was the first year that we, we got to be here and actually got to meet uh, Elder Wade Bass, but we'd met the elder several times. And uh, we enjoyed it. And it's good to have my wife and, and my four daughters with us. And uh, a couple of families from our church, <clears throat> a little vacation time. So uh, we're, we're glad to be here and uh, looking forward to what God's going to do in this meeting. Uh, and of course, last night and, and today, the word of the Lord and Brother Atkinson was preaching some things that surely believed among us. And uh, if you... If you don't believe that, then definitely not saved. And uh, I, I thank God for for truth. <clears throat> Romans, I know we're running against the clock and time. And Brother Riley said, "Come quickly." I want to clarify that if he meant come quickly or preach quickly, or but uh, we'll try to obey God here for a few minutes and see what the Holy Ghost will do. And if. Uh, Holy Ghost don't get in it, then we'll stop quick. I don't like preaching without the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Romans, the 8th chapter and the 14th verse. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us here today. Thank you for your touch. Thank you for your mercies. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your good word. Thank you for the spirit of truth. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Lord, we need you today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift up your voices? Lift up the hands that hang down. Lift up your heart with your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Refresh our minds. Refresh our spirits. Let the glory of the Lord come today. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. These scriptures are very familiar scriptures. And I could have read several in the sake of time. I think everybody's familiar with this this chapter 
without, uh, there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. And that is not a statement within itself, but it says, who? Walk not after the flesh. Uh, the, the charismatic world and, and uh, they are reaching for a place of no condemnation. But when you say there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, that is predicated on the basis of them who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And then flesh likes to get away from law. It doesn't like law. But verse 2, Paul said, the law of the Spirit. We haven't got away from the law. We have just have the law in spirit form. The law of the Spirit of Christ Jesus hath made us free. So when we get the Spirit, we become free from the law. So if we're not in the Spirit, we're still under the law. Paul said in Galatians that if we live in the Spirit, we shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And so, there has to be a walk with God in the Spirit. And I want to teach today, uh, preach whatever you want to call it, uh, about a Spirit-led church. Now, for what the law could not do, uh, in that it was weak through the flesh, God singing His own Son in the likeness of the flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. That was the purpose of Jesus coming, was to fulfill the law in us. That what was written on tables of stone would now be written on fleshly tables of heart. And this is the covenant that I will make with them in those days that I will put my laws in their minds and in their spirit and in their heart. I'm going to write them. And Apostle Paul said, ye are our epistle, known of all men, written not with a letter, but written with the Spirit of God, has been written in our hearts. And so we are the Word of God. Uh, that is the preacher just preached about the, the, uh, the Spirit of God has written on our hearts through the preached Word of God. And the righteousness of God is being fulfilled in this flesh. But they that are after the flesh mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The carnal mind is enmity against God, not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. But we can please God in this flesh. It is possible to please God in this flesh. But not with a fleshly mind. You can't mind the things of the flesh. This flesh, there's only one good kind of flesh and that's crucified flesh. That's flesh that's totally submitted to the will of God. Flesh that is totally submitted to the Spirit of God. 
And I'm going to try to do today what I'm preaching. I'm going to try to be led by the Spirit because I could say almost anything and it would fit. But I want to preach not just the Word of the Lord, but I want God to give us a Word from the Lord. There's a difference in the Word of the Lord and a Word from the Lord. All of the Word of God is good, but at certain times God gives us a special Word. An in-season Word. An in-time Word. Now, the Spirit, when the Holy Ghost comes, the Bible said that the, the world cannot receive the Spirit of truth. So we talk about evangelism and trying to evangelize the world. But the Bible said the world can't receive it. So what are we going to do? The world can't receive what we got. So we're in a dilemma. So that's why Jesus said in Matthew 10, when you go into the city, inquire who is worthy. I don't know how your days are. My days are fairly crowded with things that we have to do. I find the men and women in my church, their, their days are crowded. There's so much, only so much time in a day, so much time in our life. How we're going to reach what God has for us. How are we going to reach it? And so as we go, we don't have time. To put tracks on everybody's car. We don't have time to knock on every door. We don't have time to witness to everybody at the grocery store. We'd never get out. There's new people coming in all the time. So, somehow or another, I've got to find the channel of the Holy Ghost. I've got to find who's worthy. Because according to this book, everybody's not worthy to hear this glorious gospel. Well, that's what Jesus said. Oh, he said there are several uh, people that he said was not worthy to hear this gospel. The first group was if if they won't receive you in your words, then dust the, your feet off. Don't waste your time with them. Then he goes on to say, uh, if they don't forsake, if they don't love father and mother more than me, then they're not worthy of me. Oh, praise the Lord. If they, if they don't feel the attraction, if they don't feel the drawing of the Holy Ghost, you're wasting your time. When Jesus walked the Sea of Galilee and seen uh, Peter and Andrew. The Bible said that he spoke to them just two words. Follow me. He didn't have to give them a Bible study on the spot. But the Bible said immediately they dropped what they was doing. They had to feel something. When the Nazarene walked by and there had to be something connected. Bye, Daddy. Bye, livelihood. I don't know what's going on, but something's pulling me. Lord, I feel a little bit like preaching. Something
But there's something that's leading me. And there's something in me that says follow. Hallelujah. You can be seated. And so, when this good Holy Ghost comes, the spirit of truth that the world can't grasp, they can't understand it, they can't get a hold of it. There's got to be a connection. There's got to be something that connects between us and them. Oh, hallelujah. There's no way that... A sinner off the street can come in and understand what's going on in here. There's no way that you can tell them in a few studies what's going on. There ain't no way. There's got to be something more than head knowledge. There's got to be something more than mouth to head. It's got to be spirit to spirit talking. And so when the Holy Ghost comes... He reproves the world of sin. The Holy Ghost is not a friend to the world. The Holy Ghost don't feel comfortable around sin. When the Holy Ghost comes, it edifies. It encourages, it builds up, it comforts. The Holy Ghost is not a discourager. The Holy Ghost leads. All this is in John 16. The Holy Ghost leads us into all truth. And when the Holy Ghost comes, He leads. But He said also, He never leaves. Uh Uh-huh. And he also said, I will show you things to come. If we cease to be God's church, it will not be because that he went off and left us. But it will be because that we refuse the tender, gentle, nudging and leading of his spirit. Jesus is the head of this great church. It's not in Rome. It's not in Tallahassee. Jesus is the head. They just the branch offices. The headquarters is in hell. I do believe in two gods. And I I believe in two churches. And I believe in two spirits. Now if y'all met anybody believing in two God before, but you see and looking at one. There's a a God of this world. And there's a God in heaven. There's two churches. The true church and the false church. The bride and the harlot. There are two spirits. The spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And so Jesus is the head, and if Jesus is the head, then it's not dead. If a church is dead, Jesus is not the head. Because anything that he's up up to is alive. And Jesus leads, 
and we follow. And so we got this dilemma. We cannot please God in the flesh. But flesh is not going to heaven anyhow. Flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So till our change come, when this mortal puts on immortality and corruption puts on incorruption, till that happens, the spirit has to be at the throttle and in control. We must understand that our will, our flesh, our spirit, our mind, our attitude, our smarts, our intellect must be completely submitted and completely controlled by something that our flesh don't understand. Hallelujah. Uh, Some of these same scriptures is read, but hey... Holy Ghost trying to talk to us. We read them twice. Make sure we get it. For you see in your calling, brethren, how not many wise men after the flesh. 1 Corinthians 1 26. Not many wise men after the flesh. Not many mighty. Not many noble a call. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The base things of the world. Which he hath despised, hath God chosen, yea, the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Why all this contrast? So that no flesh gets to glory in his presence. When flesh starts to glory, the glory starts to fade. Oh, hallelujah. Decisions that we make in life ought to be based from a spiritual standpoint. When you go to make a decision about a job, it ought to be, the first question is, is it going to cause me to miss church? If you're going to buy a home, how far is it from the church? If you're going to buy a car, is it too nice to pick up somebody to bring to church? Hallelujah. The weak... We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom. For God has ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. Did none of them know it? For they had known it, then they wouldn't have crucified him. And then he said, it is written, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them. We've heard it said again. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him. But the Spirit reveals the things of God. We cannot figure the Holy Ghost out. We get in patterns, and that's a better word than ruts. But we get in ruts... And we get in cycles. And I suppose some of that is good, but we're continually struggling while we're in this flesh to keep the balance of keeping order and yet following. Following, but not getting stuck. Being happy and excited about what we have, but never really satisfied. As one man said it, Lord, satisfy me with that unsatisfiable satisfaction. 
is a satisfaction, but yet it's never satisfied. There's something that is continually reaching. Continually reaching into God. We cannot completely ever understand the workings of the Holy Ghost while still in this prison of flesh. That's why it takes faith to walk with God. If we understood everything, we wouldn't need any faith. The Holy Ghost wasn't given to us for us to understand everything. But it was given for us to follow Him. Most anybody can feel God. But that's not God's approval. I've seen rank sinners. All kinds of folks come in church and they feel God. But the question is, can God control you? Can God captivate your mind? Can He captivate your spirit? I want the Holy Ghost to baptize me. Not just one night that I look back at August 19th, 1978. But I want the Holy Ghost to baptize me over and over and over and over. I've heard it said that what it takes to get the Holy Ghost, it'll take to keep the Holy Ghost. But I don't suppose we believe that. Because we fasted and laid on the altar and cried and prayed. We did lots of things. Most of us. To get that touch. And it seems like today that sometimes we're so anxious. I'm talking about myself. Folks get in the altar and I'm anxious for them to get the Holy Ghost. But I'm so anxious to do what only God can do. And sometimes we get so anxious. Come on! Come on! But the Holy Ghost is more than a ba ba ba. And so finally, after you do that for, for, for a few nights, they get intimidated. They say, my God, I'm lost without the Holy Ghost. They tell me I'm going to hell and I got to speak in tongues. Bless God, I'm, I'm going to try to get something out of there. And I believe a person is lost without the Holy Ghost. Don't misunderstand me. <clears throat> but it's the goodness of God that leadeth to repentance. It's a man of God that leads us to water baptism. And it's going to have to be the Spirit that leads us to where our spirit can be overtaken. And the Holy Ghost. And if we fleshly push them through, like cattle in a stockyard, we're going to have more problems than we can shake a stick at. Hallelujah. I was up preaching for Elder Jordan years ago in Indianapolis. And and the Lord bless his soul's dead and gone now. But I'll never forget what he's saying. There's one night after church, there's some uh, praying there in the altar. There's a guy praying down there in the altar. And they prayed with him for a long time. And, and finally, he said, get up, boys, and leave him alone. He said, ain't no use doing what God don't want to do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'll never forget one time I was... Uh, preaching and Brother Lambeth was uh, from Brazil was there and uh, the altar filled up and folks praying for the Holy Ghost and he uh, walked across 
and, and look back and forth at the altar and hear everybody's up just, just, just praying. And it's almost like he couldn't find anybody to pray with. And he looked at me and said, we don't have altar call like this in Brazil. He said, I don't pray with them unless they're crying. If they're not crying, I don't waste my time with them. If the Spirit hasn't got them to a place of tears and brokenness, then he said, they're not ready for the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. We have them now come up chewing, chewing gum, looking around, as if to say, preacher, put it on me. Yeah, I, I like that little presentation you made, like a like a uh, some kind of sales pitch. I like that little sales pitch you did. I come up here to get it. Here, give it to me. Hey, there ain't no preacher that can do what only God can do. Hallelujah! We preach, God convicts, brings repentance. The goodness of God leads them. We tell them the next step. Hey, we need to get to the water and baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. But I'm going to tell you something, sir. From now on, it's going to be you and God. You're going to have to get a hold of God. Only God can give you the Holy Ghost. (laughs) So sometimes it seems like to get a little thimble, about a thimbleful, a little trinkle, a little chill, a little thrill. But if you got to tell somebody, they got it. And you better tell them, if they ask you, did I get the Holy Ghost? You just have to say no. Now, I know there's been some folks that seem like you didn't really understand anything, and I feel like you got a real good touch, and you, you know, you, you kind of had to tell them what was happening. But even then, I, I don't feel comfortable telling them they got the Holy Ghost. I just said, hey, you, you got a real good touch. And hey, you, you just, you claim the ground you got. And you just, you be back tomorrow night. You just stay here till you get satisfied. And so the bride of Jesus is a spirit-led church. She obeys her husband. Jesus only has one wife. I said, Jesus has one wife. And that wife is a submitted wife. Hallelujah. If there is not an attitude of obedience that comes with the Holy Ghost that you got, then you got fooled. It's not the real Holy Ghost. If a spirit of obedience doesn't come with the the tongues that you got, then you better stay in the altar and trade them tongues in for some other tongues. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're wading in spirits up to here. Up to our waist, end time spirits. And sometimes feel like you're up to our neck. And it it takes Holy Ghost leadership and discernment to know what's what. And I've never seen anybody so sharp that could pick up on everything the first time. 
But we're dealing with people that speak in tongues, two people speaking in tongues, one here and another here, and one of them is filled with the Holy Ghost and the other one is just speaking tongues in the flesh. One, not necessarily what I call possessed with the devil. I Hopefully we could pick up on that pretty quick. But I'm just talking about fleshly demonstration and the real Holy Ghost. Now, there's a few folks that it, it is, come into our church from charismatic areas and was led into the baptism of tongues. And so when they come in, their motor's cranking and ready. They, man, they, they speaking in tongues 90 miles an hour. Kind of settles them down a little bit when you start preaching. One lady, I guess she's from charismatic somewhere, she swung a door open one Friday night. We have church on Friday night and everybody was getting it. And here she come in with her tambourine and she, is, she never even went to her seat. Boy, she hit the aisles of running. She was, she was one of us. I mean, she was right in there. She fit right in. <laughs> For a while. But even her shout didn't feel like everybody else's shout. Even her run didn't, it didn't quite seem right. And so you've got folks that it takes Holy Ghost discernment. How do you walk up to somebody and say, you don't have the Holy Ghost? And they say, yes, I do have the Holy Ghost. Now, I had a, a, a lady like that, that, and she hang around for a good while. And uh, by the grace of God, she's still in church living for God today. But there was one night after about three years, and I never did tell her she didn't have it. But I just kept preaching. And I kept preaching. And I kept preaching. And one night, the Holy Ghost came down. She'd been talking tongues all along. But one night, the Holy Ghost came down. <laughs> and she took on a completely different look. Even though she is doing her best to try to obey the standards, struggling with it. But one night, the Holy Ghost came down. And her tongue sounded different. And her look sounded different. And her shout was different. Hallelujah. As far as I know, she ain't had no more problem with standard sense. And she got up and testified. She said, I thought I had the Holy Ghost. But I never had what I got tonight. Oh, hallelujah. So if the devil tells you you ain't got the Holy Ghost, don't run off and leave the church. Just hit the altar. And say, devil, I don't know if I've ever had it up till now, but I'm staying here until I know. So much junk. And we see fleshly fools 
that are flirting with end time antichrist disobedient spirits and claim with such a beautiful attitude on the surface they seem to have such a beautiful spirit <laughs> Lord have mercy and you can't just discern when somebody hits the altar crying there has to be discernment in that because there's a poor me cry and there's a purge me cry oh poor me I don't know however I got in this predicament or there's a change me cry change me forever Sodom spirits are filling our churches and our pews and there is not enough strength in most Pentecostal churches to purge it And not enough strength. Not enough strength to even stir it up, much less put it out the door. Well, praise the Lord. Ah, God, don't give me just enough anointing to stir it up. Give me the anointing to purge it. To bring it to the altar or take it to the door. There's no room for queer spirits in the apostolic church. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see there's three movings or three avenues, three channels, three choices that we have today. The first one is we can go formal. Look good on the outside, be dead within. Have a dead, dry Pentecostal church. Stagnant, stale, and just existing. Or we can go charismatic and go fake. Instead of having no move with the formals, we can have a fleshly move. Have a fleshly alive church full of flesh and full of sin. Lots of activities, sports and clowns and parties. Or we can be totally... Spirit-led. Where we let the Holy Ghost confront things. Where we allow the Holy Ghost to confront sin. Where we let God be God. Brother Benavides told me one time, Brother Alviar's brother-in-law from Argentina, if you don't know him or not, but he said, the work of God is to let God work. I never forgot that. The work of God is just to let God work. Make, making room for Jesus. Push things back. And let's make room. Told the disciples, you go ahead. You see the man with the pitcher of water. Probably lots of folks with pitchers of water on their shoulder. But he said, you go ahead and you follow the one. And they followed him to an upper room and they prepared. It was just another room. It was just another place. It was just, it was just another uh, setting of, of dishes on the table. And it was sitting there and they say, wonder. 
if we've come to the right place. wonder if this is the place. But they didn't really know for sure that they was at the right place. Till the door creaked open. And Jesus walked in. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. If Jesus don't walk into our services... We're just having church. Just normal existing church. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm not satisfied. When I'm running the service and at home, I'm, I'm looking for the channel. Who's got the fire in their testimony tonight? Who's got the song? Who, who's, who, where's going to be the saint that's going to step out of the pew and just, at a maybe abnormal time, start walking around? Oh, hallelujah. Where is a saint? Sometimes it'll stand up in a congregation and all of a sudden just start singing an old song. And a holy ghost comes down. Where is some saints that will dare not to worry about what somebody else thinks, but will move out in the Holy Ghost and let God use you to break a service loose? Oh, hallelujah! That's what the ministry is for. It's to keep order. I tell my folks, you don't worry about getting out of order. You got to order. I'll set you down. I'll take care of it. Don't be worried about doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. I'll tell you. Feel after God. Feel after God. If happily, we may find something that we've never seen before. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's feel after Him right now. For the Holy Ghost to operate, we got to get out of here and get something to eat. We got to shut this thing down so we can go with the young people and eat somewhere. Oh, but it didn't say as many as talking tongues are the sons of God. It didn't say as many as start are the sons of God. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Oh. Woo. Hallelujah. You can be seated, just don't get comfortable. I feel the Holy Ghost churning up in this house. (laughs) 
It's more than hard preaching. It's more than hard preaching. It takes anointed Holy Ghost preaching. Oh, hallelujah. I know there are men sometimes that, you know, said, and I'm not throwing any reflection on somebody that has just a few. We started out with just one family, but uh, they, sometimes I hear uh, their heartbeat and say, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'm preaching the truth. I'm doing everything I know. And it don't seem to grow, and it don't seem to flourish, it don't seem to uh, expand, I don't, don't understand. Come on, come on, come on. All right. All true growth. I'm not talking about charismatic swelling. I'm not talking about being bloated with numbers and swelled with pride. But all true growth only comes from a preacher that'll let the Holy Ghost work. And we preachers are uncomfortable with that sometimes. Because we like to keep things controlled. Oh, hallelujah. Man, some folk get nervous when the Holy Ghost gets to moving. I th- I'm nervous when it's not moving. That's, that's I'm a, uh, that's when I get nervous. And and so it takes more than just preaching. It takes more than just having a message. It takes more than just picking a scripture and say, I'll preach here tonight. In fact, sometimes the Holy Ghost would have it. Not even to open our Bible and take a text. Sometimes we're supposed to have song service in the front, but sometimes I step to the pulpit and we never have the first song. It's right out of the chute. Exhorting and preaching and whatever I feel. Whatever the Holy Ghost is doing. It don't matter if we preach first or last or in the middle or a little bit or a lot. What matters is, does the Holy Ghost move in your service? Lord's blessed us with good music, tremendous music in our church. I thank God for it, but Lord have mercy. All talent has to be submitted. You're going to have the Holy Ghost move. There can't be any attitudes up on this. There can't be no attitudes that come with it. I'm glad God's blessed us with all men on the platform. Drummer's a man, bass is a man, keyboard, organ, all of them. Everybody's men on the platform. That way, I get ready to holler and scream at them. I can scream and holler at them and not worry about nothing. When I say, shut her down, I mean shut her down. It's time for business. 
Sometimes I ain't got time to say it nice. Everything's so loud. I'm not meaning it ugly or disrespectful. It's just I'm feeling after God. Or something. Or something. Or somebody at stake. There's some something hanging in the balance. I'm gonna shut the music down and find out what's going on here. I'll tell you what's a blessing is to have some musicians that can follow the Holy Ghost. And knows how to follow their preacher. Lord have mercy. <laughs> every preacher, a elder used to say, every every preacher is either going to have blood on his sword or blood on his hands. But when we start swinging the sword, we better know what spirit we in. We better know that it's the sword of the spirit. It's not a sword of the flesh. The sword of the Spirit. And sometimes it's just hard to know. Now y'all don't have to admit that if y'all don't want to. I'll go ahead and admit it myself. Sometimes it takes a little bit to know. Is this flesh? Is this law horn? Or is this Holy Ghost? Right here. You know what? We're more comfortable sometimes with the flesh than we are the Spirit. We're more comfortable operating sometimes in, in the flesh than we are the Spirit because we're more accustomed to that. And here's the proof is, somebody hurts your feelings, you throw a tantrum and, and just throw a fit. Get all red in the face. And, what, am I, what is he, What are they doing? They just hurt my feelings. But if a spirit walks in and offends the Holy Ghost, we ignore it. <clears throat> Too many times. Shove it under the rug and say, I know that was kind of offensive to the Holy Ghost, but I didn't feel real good about it, but let's go on. When somebody hurts your feelings of the flesh, why can't you do that? Well, I know, let's, let's just move on. No, we're more sensitive to the flesh. Then we are the spirit sometimes. Our flesh seems to have more feelings than our spiritual feelers. Don't get quiet on me. You really make me feel like preaching. I don't think you might want to hear me when you get quiet. Somebody say, well, Lawhorn, just, just really what are you against anyhow? What, what, what do you really stand for? Where are you at? Who are you way up there in Virginia? Tell us what you... Tell us what you for. Tell us what you're against. We want to know if you're one of us. I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm against. I'm against everything. <laughs> that exalted itself. Against the knowledge of God. And everything that brings into captivity. Everything that would want to weigh me down. Everything that would want to put chains on me. I'm into casting down imaginations. And every high thing. 
said the Spirit bears witness that we are the sons of God. Well, your list may not match my list. But does our spirit match? Or do you not have enough confidence in your walk with God and your sensitivity to go by the Holy Ghost so you have to go by a list? Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody say, well, I just don't know about some preacher. Uh, way out here, way out there somewhere. I just don't know about some preacher. Don't know if they're right or not. I said, I know what I like to do. I know what I like to do. I like to slip in on a Wednesday night and sit down in their church. And I'll tell you if they're right or not. Well, praise the Lord. Whatever happened to being led by the Holy Ghost? Oh, we we get too we get too intimidated and crowded in with carnal mentalities. When one saying I'm of Apollos and one saying I'm of one saying I'm UPC and one saying I'm ACI and somebody saying I'm independent. And I ain't. I'll tell you what I am. I'm dependent. I'm dependent upon Jesus, the head of the church. And the God called ministry. And the foundation of God standeth sure and the Lord knoweth them that are His. And if you want to His, then I'm your brother. And you let me get around you a little bit and we'll find out. Who's what and what's who? Well, praise the Lord. If a card determines your fellowship, your carnal, whatever happened to be being spirit led? Whatever happened instead of having all your buddies by to preach? You be down praying and God drops somebody in your heart or drop a phone number in your heart and you call somebody to preach. Yeah. Remember some of them old fellas talking about that and they'd, they'd call somebody that didn't hardly even know but the Holy Ghost talked to them. And they come by and they had a revival like they'd never had before. No, we got to use this as friend and use this as friend and, and we got to repay the favor and all this bunch of junk. Hallelujah! How about letting the Holy Ghost have his way? I hope it's alright. If it ain't, it's too late. Bunch of politicking, tricking, politicking devils. It ain't just a UPC that has them. Independence and justice full of it. But I see, I see God doing something with meetings just like this. Folks are laying aside and said, man, I, 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 I want to be among men that has the heartbeat after God. Hallelujah, I want God's heartbeat. Hallelujah, I want to feel after God. 
I want to be with men who believe in a move of the Holy Ghost. And so casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself. And bringing into captivity. Sometime old mind, old fleshly mind gets wild and reckless. And we have to let the Holy Ghost go out and lasso them thoughts. And bring them into captivity and bring them back into jail. Why don't you let the Holy Ghost arrest some of your old fleshly thoughts. And bring them to the Holy Ghost captivity. I refuse to think necessarily like I've always thought. But God, I want to think like you think. I don't want the fleshly, I don't want the fleshly to crowd out and suppress the spirit. Oh Lord, have mercy. The flesh, the flesh is the only thing that keeps us from leaving out of here. The flesh is holding us here. Oh, God, help us not to become so programized and organized. But I want you to reprogram me. I want a Holy Ghost reprogramming. I've been trying my best the last few weeks in our church to feel after the Holy Ghost more than ever. It's easy, it's easy for our daily crisis to override. Our daily cares and daily crisis to override the Spirit. The gentle nudging of the Spirit. But he that hath an ear, let him hear. The Spirit, as we've heard already, is not only a feeling. It's not always a feeling. Sometimes it is. But it's always more than a feeling. And with the help of his mother, Rebecca, told Jacob, you go run and get some venison and you bring it in and when the old man was there he said who is it it's the son Esau and he came in and Jacob came in and he said the feeling feels like Esau but the voice sounds like Jacob when the feeling and the voice don't match. Always go with the voice. If the feeling and the voice match, go with the feeling. But if the feeling and the voice don't match, you better go with the voice. The Word of God is always right. The voice of God is always right. The Holy Ghost is always real. Don't go with what you feel, but go with the real. Hallelujah. Now there are, there are two spirits. A spirit of truth and a spirit of error. You didn't tell me how long. Are you alright? Alright, I'm... First John 4 and 6. If, or First John 4, 1 through 6. Could you, somebody help me there. Now I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't want nobody to misunderstand it. Because this is... Preaching these meetings is a good good place for that. But uh, I am more interested in a man's spirit. I believe everything this man preached. 
But I'm going to put some balance in it here. One man don't have time to preach it all. That's why we have a bunch of preachers to I'm more interested in a man's spirit than I am his doctrine. All right. All right. I would rather be a lost Trinitarian. A lost Trinitarian than to be a backsliding apostolic. Let me say that again with a little more qualification. I'd rather be a lost Trinitarian hungry for God and coming toward God than to have been here and be drawing back from it. So he said, every spirit. Beloved, believe not every spirit. You just can't believe every spirit. But try the spirits whether they are of God. We're going to try them. Going to have to have a little... Little battery tester here. What are we? How are we gonna try? Because many false prophets are going out into the world. See what's positive and negative. Much of false junk out there, even among us. As years goes on, they're revealed and they fall by the way. They went out from us because they were not all of us. Some of them we thought really had the deal. But it was revealed that sometimes some of them while you was listening at them preach, they was in sin. God give us Holy Ghost. Sometimes we ignore what we feel if somebody is accepted by everybody. But you ever met somebody and it just feels like it's just right? And other folks you meet, and it's just a little bit of a friction there. But nobody else is saying nothing about it. So I take for granted it's all right. But try the spirits. This is when we're going to have to not get on the phone and gossip. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about being your own man. If God's letting you know something, don't ignore it. All right. You don't have to go tell it to everybody, but don't ignore it for yourself. Praise the Lord. If you don't feel comfortable about me, then come to my home, come to my church. Let's spend some time together. It'll either get better or get worse. If I feel a rubbing with somebody, a preacher, a little something in the spirit, I, I like to get up to them a little bit closer. Let's find out if this thing is me, if it's flesh and me, or if it's flesh and them, or both. All right, all right. That's good. All right. Try the spirit. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Hereby we know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ. Every spirit that confesseth. Not what your mouth confess, but what does your spirit confess? Your spirit confesses through your body. That's right. Your spirit is a record. Your body is a record player. 
what your spirit is, it's going to come through the speakers. In your hands, your mouth. Oh, praise the Lord. So it ain't what you're saying. When I listen to man preach, I'm listening to more what he's saying. I'm wanting to feel what he's saying. Does he just have a message or does he have the spirit of the message? Is he saying something from memory, something he's been taught, something he's learned? From an intellectual standpoint? Or is it in his spirit? That Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ, everybody say, is come. This is after the ascension. Jesus has already ascended. John has already said he was in the world. The world didn't know him. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. But now, He's gone after the flesh. We don't know Him no more. Now I'm going to tell you something, little children. This is what John's saying. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus is come. If your flesh don't confess that Jesus is in it. If your flesh is doing anything that Jesus wouldn't do. So let's really open up a a, a big can of worms. Uh So what about video and internet and... You know, let's just open up all that stuff. My, my God, we wouldn't... Oh, Lord. Let's just open it all up. So we, we don't need to be scared and talk about the things that are among us. Now, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with all these things? And and Lord knows what's going to be coming on the scene next. What are we going to do with all this? Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. (laughs) Well, somebody say, well, we against video across the board. That's it. And that's all fine and well until somebody says, hey, I'm, I need to watch a safety film. It work. We say we're against internet unless for business purposes. Okay, who's going to define business? Has the office got to be in your home or out of your home or exactly where are all them lines supposed to be? So everybody has, you know, all the lines. And I'm saying if we're going to be God's men and God's apostolic ministry, it's not that all of your lines match my lines. It's that God has called you to the city. Where are you at? To draw lines and precepts. And to take care of the spirits that's rampant in your church. Let me give you an example. I don't really feel like there's nothing wrong with email. I guess it's just a mailbox in your computer. But one Sunday evening, the Holy Ghost sat down on me. 
And I got up on Sunday night and I said, no more email. Under the age of 18. It seemed like there was a spirit roaming among our teens and people sending little junk messages back and forth. And I felt the Holy Ghost. I didn't say nothing to anybody. I just got up and I made it plain. No more email under age 18. Don't even check it no more. Don't send back a message and tell them you're not writing no more. Right now, it's over right now. And you know what? The Holy Ghost, all the parents stood with the preacher. Made sure it was, seemed like a different spirit come among our young people. Just a few nights. I'm not telling you to ban email. I'm just trying to be led by the Holy Ghost for my assembly. Oh, hallelujah. We may take the band off in a couple of years. I don't know. It may ban it for everybody. I don't know. I'm just trying to be led by the Holy Ghost. Now, some of you are uncomfortable with that because flesh likes to draw a straight line and say, bless God, this is a line for everybody. And if you meet this line, I'll fellowship you. If you don't, I won't. Hogwash. We better allow the Holy Ghost to work in individual personalities, in individual places. Oh, Lord, have mercy. In individual preachers. And be your own man. And let the Holy Ghost use you to perfect your assembly. Oh, somebody ought to say hallelujah. hallelujah. I know it is. Hallelujah. I bless you. That's the way I feel right now. Anyhow, Lord, help me to get it out here and I'll feel a lot better. Enjoy the rest of the meeting. All right, what else is in there? Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is coming to the flesh is not of God. Every spirit that confesseth not... Every person that can't live right, their spirit ain't right. They have a spirit of Antichrist. There's two spirits. You're either coming to God or you're drawing away from God. The just shall live by faith. But if any man... If any man... If any man... My soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now which way are we going today? It's not so much the station we're at. It is the direction we're going in. I'm reaching for God. I'm doing my best to forget the things that are behind. I'm trying the best to let the Holy Ghost pry my little bony fingers off of things that I've clinged to. That my flesh wants to hold on to. But the Holy Ghost said, if I could get your little bony fingers pried off of the past, so I could lead you on. Are you going backward? Are you closer to God today than you were five years ago? Are you closer to God today? Is there more move of God in your church this past weekend than it was a year ago? Are you reaching forth or are you drawing back? Read a couple more. You are of God, little children. 
You're if God loves children. And have overcome them. You've overcome. This is how we know we're children of God is if we're able to overcome. Because, because greater is he than you. There he is. You gotta have the greater one. Can't live right in this flesh unless you have the greater one. But when you get the greater one, Amen. When you get the greater one, you have overcome them. You have overcome mentalities. You have overcome things that held you down. Oh, Israel. Thank you. God bless you. Israel was being led by a cloud and a fire by night. Being led of the Spirit in the wilderness. Led by a preacher into the wilderness. And then the Spirit leads and gives them daily provisions. But 40 days turned into 40 years. Now what just dawned on me the other day was the Holy Ghost was leading them in circles. Now you know Holy Ghost don't normally, I didn't think, lead person in circles. The Holy Ghost was leading them in circles. To wear them out. Because of their complaining and their murmuring. I'm with you. I'm giving you provisions. I'm giving you daily provisions. Are you satisfied with daily provisions alone? Are you satisfied with what? Well, God's blessing in our church. We felt the Holy Ghost. God's a moving. One gets the Holy Ghost every once in a while. Going around in the wilderness. Oh yeah, we're, we're being led by the Spirit. But we're not taking any ground. God has more for you than daily provisions. If their eyes could have ever got off of their little petty problems. And we sit around and say, oh yeah, God's really blessed us. He's really, he, He's providing for us. Just every day, God's a, he, we barely make it. Somehow or another, we just, we barely keep making it. Is that all you ever want to do is just barely make it? Just day to day, can't store up anything for the day ahead. But he said, I got something more in mind. If we'd quit murmuring and complaining and get our attitudes right and our spirits right. With God and with one another, he said, I got an inheritance for you. I got houses that you can walk into that you didn't even have to build. I got wells for you to drink out of that you didn't have to dig. I got vineyards that you can eat out of. It's already planted and already growing. Hallelujah. Lord have mercy. So I just, I don't want God to lead me in circles. But the Spirit did lead them in the wilderness. Matthew 4 and 1. And Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Sometimes the Spirit leads you in what we perceive as not blessings. But instead of being in there 40 years, Jesus didn't stay in His wilderness 40 years. He come out in 40 days. I want to ask you, how long is your wilderness going to be? What Israel should have done, Jesus did. 
his flesh. He kept his attitude right. He put the flesh to the grindstone and said, flesh, this is a purpose that I come. Oh, flesh, you got to die. And the Bible said when he come out of the wilderness, he returned in the power of the Spirit. And the Bible said when he come out, the devil left him. <laughs> the devil left him alone. And you know what the book said? Come here. Yeah, you and you. For the first time in your life, you're going to be angels. Here. Come here. Come over here. I'm trying to be led by the Holy Ghost here. Over there, brother. And while he's struggling with his flesh in the wilderness. Oh, his flesh like... He was in the likeness of sinful flesh. It it wasn't just a breeze. There was some struggle there. But there were some angels standing over there with refreshments. The Bible said when he come out of that wilderness and the devil left him, the angels come with refreshments and ministered to him. I believe there's folks that's got angels standing just on the perimeter there looking and saying, how long are we going to have to wait to minister to them? Is it going to be 40 days? Is it going to be 50 days? Is it going to be 3 years? Is it going to be 5 years? Is it going to have to be 40 years before they can get the complaining and the murmuring and the junk out of them? There's some angels going to minister to the heirs of salvation. There's an inheritance. There's an inheritance. There's an inheritance. More than just barely getting by, God has an inheritance. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But i got to allow the Holy Ghost to grind my flesh down and take out my will. And my human spirit totally captivated. Wrestle this old flesh when it wants to give somebody a tongue lashing. When it wants to give somebody a piece of your mind. Especially when you know you're right. That really makes it good then. You really have to put the crank on that old flesh then. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, if you'll just lead me through my wilderness, I want to get out of it as quick as I can. And I know it depends on my attitude how quick and how I get out and how long my wilderness is. How long has your wilderness been? Do you want to come out in this meeting? Why don't you check your spirit with God, with preachers, with saints? With everybody. I don't want... If I thought there was a preacher on the face of the earth that was at odds with me, I'd be on the phone before the sun went down. I don't understand all these 
Sometimes preachers and saints have problems. Man, I'd be running to fix that thing. At least doing my dead level best. Man, I don't want nothing. I want nothing in my spirit. Oh, when I shake somebody's hand, I don't want to feel no drawing back. I don't have to agree. Everybody don't have to match the same line. Don't have to agree on every point for that to be possible. Oh, hallelujah. We can give space for the Holy Ghost to work among our brethren and among preachers so that we can help and perfect one another and we can better perfect the flock that God has given us. Let's lift our hands and stand. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Mm-hmm.